0: Football is back, and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help. Stand up Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By, Presented by Superbook Sports on your home for the most Nuggets content, Denver Sports Station,
1: 1043 The Fan. What is up, and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By, and as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast reacting to a game in brooklyn just kidding postponed covid stuff ay ay guys i uh i was really looking forward to this too i've been looking forward to do uh to to just sitting down and watching uh, a full nets nuggets game i I've, I've seen the nets uh play this season um they're a damn good basketball team uh they're very intriguing they're good and interesting um, and just as Kyrie was coming back into the fold, um, you know, Nets have you know are dealing with with COVID stuff, and you know it stinks. Um, I don't really know where they're going to make the game up. The league will figure it out. Um, I haven't heard uh, yet at the time of recording, um, so we'll just have to sit tight on that. But you know, it brings up the the broader point. You know what how is the league going to handle uh these covid situations moving forward um, you know I, I i i don't i'm i'm not um i try to navigate my way around uh the covid conversations because i know that um it can divide a room and i really like keeping it to basketball here on the podcast Um, but now, I mean, we're forced to talk about it, right? Like, I just don't know how the league, um, if they're going to continue to operate this way with asymptomatic vaccinated players. Because if they are, if this is just the way, then we're never going to get out of this thing. Like, COVID is very real. (laughs) Let's start there. COVID's a real thing. Um, And it's not going anywhere anytime soon. So if you have vaccinated players at nearly 100% across the league, I mean, compared to normal society, it's such an incredibly higher rate. Um, I mean, it's not even close. Incredibly higher rate uh, in the NBA, let alone um, the NHL, which is near 100% uh, vaccinated. And you're seeing... The NHL have to, you know, really hit the pause button. But my 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 question is, like, if you you are going to hit the pause button on a season because of um, these protocols that have been set in place, then just be prepared to stop teams and seasons here moving forward um, for the foreseeable future. Like, just just count on it. Um, I I do think that eventually, at the end of the day the NBA will borrow a page from the NFL who it seems like uh, is moving in a direction of like, Hey, if you are asymptomatic and you're vaccinated, you know, and you got a booster, I believe that, you know, the, 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 the booster mandate uh, in the NBA is, is coming. Um, uh, if, if all those boxes are checked, I believe ultimately because of, the round and round and circles that you'll go with those protocols, um, and those standards that are set also in addition to, you know, losing out on money. And let's be honest, this is a money making venture of uh, the National Basketball Association for as much as, you know, you and I love it. It is a business. And if the business continuously is taking hits and you're talking about maybe you know um you know hitting pause on seasons uh, uh disrupting national television schedules um cutting off a pipeline for in arena in stadium uh, viewing for fans that all messes with money um so i think ultimately and i don't know this for sure uh, i'm totally speculating um ultimately i think Eventually, not sure when, not sure if it's a month from now or if it's before the playoff, it's or if it's before next season. Um, I think you will see laxed COVID uh, standards um, because of some of those things that um, we we just mentioned. And and if you're on the other side of it, saying, hey, you know, um, how could you do this? You know, uh, you're you know acknowledging that someone has COVID. Um, and letting them play you that's just something that you just cannot get on board with um you know okay i i totally understand and respect that as well this is this has been a really tricky one to navigate there's been no manual for this for you know almost 2 years now or however long it's been i've I honestly um lost lost track of of time there so um We'll we'll see how it all shakes out with the Nets. Uh, the Nuggets will turn around and play on Wednesday evening, December twenty second, against uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. That is what's on deck. Uh, followed by a game in Charlotte against the Hornets, and then of course the Nuggets are off on Christmas Day because, um, you know, that's an entirely different conversation. It's just so stupid that the the, the reigning MVP of the NBA, the reigning MVP, isn't showcased. On Christmas, in a day where the league is going to roll out um, ten different teams, like think about that—ten different teams—and you know when they build the schedule, it's almost like you—you uh, you almost start with Christmas Day and then unpack it from there. So this was obviously well thought out, um, and it's just unfortunate that we're going to see, you know, the Atlanta Hawks, the New York Knicks, the Boston Celtics, the Bucks, the Warriors, the Suns. The Nets, the Lakers, Dallas, Utah, and not the Denver Nuggets. It is what it is. I'm not going to spend too much time uh, on it. Uh, okay. The Nuggets did win a game against the Hawks. That was um, that was great uh, for a couple of different reasons. One, as we talked about uh, here on the podcast, that um, the Hawks in Atlanta have been... It's just been um, awful. It's been a house of horrors Um, uh, through the years. We talked about this on the most recent episode of um, uh, uh, the the podcast, of Earl Boykins, who I started this podcast with four years ago, say, hey, this team's losing in Atlanta. This is a young basketball team. You go to Atlanta, you do Atlanta things, and you're going to lose to the Hawks. And I said, dude, you're crazy. The Hawks are really, really bad. And they're going to have like the third pick in the draft or whatever it was that year when they picked uh, Trey Young whatever that draft was, um, they were bad. And, of course, the Nuggets went and into Atlanta, and Earl was right, and they lost. and But, but they were coming off, the Nuggets were coming off a, a, a loss against the Timberwolves that we talked about on the most previous episode of this podcast. Go back and check it out if you didn't hear it. Um, in such embarrassing fashion, it was one of these things that was like, okay, every time the Nuggets have... Been embarrassed typically through the years, like especially these last three seasons, like when they have a night where they just get embarrassed, and Jokic in particular maybe doesn't have it, and um, the next night it's almost like, yo, put your money on the Nuggets. Like when 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 their stock is down, that's when it it pops back up. But it was that thing with in Atlanta. I'm like, okay, like that's typically the arc of these Nuggets, but they're also going to Atlanta, so two things are true here simultaneously you typically uh, don't win in Atlanta and then you also typically um rise from the ashes like a phoenix when everyone's down on you uh so i wasn't sure which version of the denver nuggets we were going to get to 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 be completely honest with you and the version that we got was so um it was so welcomed uh they just flat dominated they flat dominated the hawks from wire to wire Um, and they ultimately win that game by a final score of 133. Yes, 133 to 115. 133 in a game that... Um, that Jamal Murray did not play in, of course. That a game that uh, Michael Porter Jr. didn't play in, PJ Dozier didn't play in, Jamichael Green still dealing with an ankle. He didn't play. Marcus Howard, you know, who uh, uh, can, you know, make three or four threes for you. He didn't play. He's got a knee. Um, for the Nuggets to score 133 is just incredible. It's their highest point total of the season. And how about the first half in Atlanta? 72 first half points. That is a season high uh, for a half. It it was it was fun. Like that's what it was. It was fun. Guys were making shots. Uh, the Nuggets uh, made 17 threes. Uh, Jeff Green made four of them. Uh, Aaron Gordon made a pair. Monte had three of them. Barton Yoke both had a, had one. Uh, a a, a Compazzo, uh made a three. Um, over a, a, a long defender as well, Highland. Um, uh, he made four of them. We're going to talk a little bit more about Bones here in a second. But Austin Rivers came back uh, and he made a three. So what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different different Denver Nuggets players uh, made a three pointer. So just awesome. I mean. We've had games this season where they they the Nuggets couldn't hit a, a shot or like it's like they they couldn't hit water if they fell off a boat uh, t- type of thing. Um, that was not the case. But you're seeing and we've talked about this. You're seeing the energy of the team uh, change a little bit. You're seeing the ball just snap around where there is such an incredible emphasis on making the right play, getting others involved. And I think it, I think it was the most recent um, episode of the Mile High Hoops podcast where we went back and looked at uh, the assist numbers uh, the, in the games leading up to I want to say the uh, the Timberwolves game, and it was like uh, like twenty six against the Wizards, thirty three, uh, and then twenty nine against San Antonio, twenty eight against the Pelicans, and then there you see uh, in Atlanta in their most recent game thirty 35- five team assists it's no coincidence or accidents that guys are freely shooting the three and they're making the threes uh, because that ball is being shared the way that it is it's something that you can't really describe like if you've ever been out on a basketball court with guys that that know each other's game that want to play with each other and the ball's just snapping around oftentimes I refer to like the basketball gods here on the podcast like they reward that stuff um so you you saw the embodiment of that uh for sure uh against uh, Atlanta in Atlanta in a game and a win that brings the Nuggets back over 500 uh to 15 and 14. So great to see um really the standout a uh, performer and Jokic is, is is always great, right? He had twenty points, ten rebounds, seven assists, three steals. Yes, three steals for the seven footer. Uh, he was a, a team high plus thirteen in uh, among the starters, along with Jeff Green. Uh, and, and I say among the starters because both uh, Faku and Bones were both plus fifteen off the bench uh, in their minutes. Uh, Real quick thought on Jeff Green. Jeff Green's always been a great athlete, but for whatever reason here lately, he is extra bouncy. He had three or four dunks um, against Atlanta. And and what I appreciate about Jeff Green as far as a leaper is concerned, sometimes um, as a jumper, and I was one of them, I could, uh, you know, um, back in the day, of course, got to preface it, back in the day. Um, I could really fly. Um, I could dunk a basketball off a vertical, uh, let alone a drop step. Would dunk in games? Had alley oop passes thrown to me off the backboard during games? I mean, I could really—that's one thing I could do. Now, my my primary role was a, a rebounder, um, because of those um, pogo sticks for legs. Um, but but I had trouble jumping off one foot, and my athleticism um couldn't translate all the time when it came to real live. Uh, in-game scenarios because as a two-foot jumper, you need to get that second foot under you, all the way under you to explode, whereas one-foot jumpers can do it in stride and don't need that load up. And I think a good example of someone like that on the Nuggets right now is Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon is very much a two-foot jumper. When he goes to dunk, not saying he can't dunk off one foot, of course he can and does, but when he goes to really load up, if he tries to dunk on someone, uh, last week he, uh, had the windmill. He's jumping off two feet. All of his highlight dunks are off two feet. Go back to the dunk contest. They're all off two feet. That's just who he is. But Jeff Green, I brought this up because Jeff Green has very functional leaping ability off one and two feet. And to be honest, it's, it's kind of rare. Um, again, not saying guys that can't do it and don't do it in games, but to do it to the same level as you do Whichever is the opposite, the the one footers for the two uh, foot jumpers, like if your two foot uh, dunks and leaping ability is identical to your one foot um, jumping ability, it's just very, very advantageous uh, for you. And Jeff Green, you're seeing him. Um, and he's always had this ability of course we're just watching it uh, up close for the first time it's uh, pretty cool to see and there was multiple examples of, of that uh, functionality uh, being put into um, real life situations on the court on um, on that game uh, against Atlanta on Friday night uh, Okay, um, Bones Highland I mean this guy has just been a revelation um, for the bench and maybe for this basketball team for years to come whatever I thought Bones Highland was coming into this rookie season uh out of VCU. Late round pick, really no hype, right? We're kind of learning about him as he's debuting in the G League and those first few appearances off the bench. Whatever I thought he was, he is better in literally every single aspect of the game of basketball. Maybe outside the handles. Watching him at VCU, I, I knew the handle was real. um, That it was a, a legitimate NBA handle. I just didn't see... Um and we've talked about it here in the last few weeks like his ability to simply get 2 feet into the paint and the wonders that it does for the offense just getting into the teeth of the of the defense and what um and uh, what opens up uh for you when you get in in the, into those cracks whether it's for himself or for others um it, it's it's just been awesome to see um and I, so I didn't quite see that on on the on the regular basis that we see it um also I could not have like I saw him making threes and I saw him you know uh making some deep college threes sure. Did I see him making Dame Lillard Steph Curry uh range threes on the regular basis that we see it? Absolutely not. I mean this this dude is fearless. He really is and you you have to um, remind yourself of um, the freedom that these guys have nowadays with the emphasis on the three-point shot. Like, we're living in that era, of course, where more threes are taken now than in, in, any, in any point in NBA history. Um, but the deep threes, like, could you imagine even, let's say, let's say it's 2008, right? N- not not 1992. Say it's 08. I don't think a rookie comes in and gets away with the threes um, that Bones Highland does. Like, just the attempts... Like, for a guy that doesn't have equity as a rookie to be taking, you know, 30-footers, I, I just don't think it happens. But in today's day and age, you do have the the, the liberty to take him. And he's making a man. Against Atlanta, to go four of five from three. Oh, and then also make four other shots from the field. Oh, and then also get to the free-throw line three different times. I mean, it, it, was, it was awesome. A career-high 24 points to go with four rebounds and two assists. Oh, and he also had two blocks. Yeah, Bones Highland, who is you know listed at six foot two, um, had multiple blocks in a game where he goes for his career high. So I'm just um, you know I I couldn't be more impressed. I mean that's ultimately I couldn't be more impressed. Um, he's got um, a natural swagger that borders on um, basketball arrogance, and he walks that fine line really really well. You can tell he's been um, uh, uh, properly empowered by both his teammates and his coaching staff. I think the liberty that he plays with is a reflection of that. And I think it's just, um, man, you want to know what? How many times have we said this? Tip of the cap to Tim Connolly. Tip of the cap to Tim Connolly and the Nuggets scouting uh, as an organization to be able to identify talent over and over and over again. Like you're talking about what was Bones a 26 pick in the draft? Like to get it to like to, to be getting the return in his rookie year getting the dividends just you know uh however many games uh, to, like 30 29 games into the season to be getting returns on the 26 overall pick from VCU it's very very unusual um i just i credit those guys i credit i credit their regional scouting staff uh, you know all these teams have regional scouts and that's really where it starts uh, you got to be able to put Bones on the radar for Tim Connolly to ever really sit down and and analyze and study him. So I just think, uh, man, what a what a potential find, and what could this mean moving forward? Like, is Bones a guy that ultimately needs to start? You know, down the line, now, I'm not saying this year, but in years to come, is this a guy that can play side by side with Jamal Murray? I mean, those are questions that I just didn't think that we would be asking ourselves uh on draft night or even you know 10 games into the season and here we are um talking about career highs and uh Steph Curry you know rain shots and getting into the, uh, the 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 teeth of the defense and you know creating opportunity it's just he's been a um he's been a real welcomed addition to this Denver Nuggets team one that uh could be around here like i said for for years to come uh, it was great seeing Austin Rivers back. I know I mentioned his name when we were talking about who made threes, but to go five and nine from the field, he was obviously out for uh, for a bit uh, and finished with double figures. I thought was really welcomed and then Faku, you know the energy um that is there every single night. Uh, when you get some shot-making uh, from Faku, uh, and the, the, the distribution ability is just off the charts with a team-high um, uh, eight assists. That only trailed uh, Trey Young for a game-high. Trey uh, finished with, with 10 uh, to go with his 34 points. But he struggled. He was Trey Young was not great from three. He had that one, uh, I think, where there was a mix-up on the right wing uh, in the second half where just an assignment thing that got mixed up, and he made a three. But outside of that, um, did a lot of uh, his haymaking uh, from the free throw line and and from two point range. So, um, okay, those are some of my uh, thoughts there on the win in Atlanta, guys. It's uh, going to be Christmas here uh, in just a couple days, uh, or however you get down. Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Um, I hope that you have a great, great um, just a week of holiday spirit and appreciation. And uh, I really, really do appreciate um, coming in here. Uh, for years now, uh, recording the Mile High Hoops podcast and really the double down commitment that we've made this season, recording multiple episodes a week and, uh, the sponsorship from Superbook. I could not be more appreciative of the, the good folks at Superbook, Superbook Sports. I use their app every day. Check it out. Um, and also, um, I ask one thing going to the holiday season, uh, is just tell a friend or, you know, like or subscribe this podcast, however you listen to it. Um, as I always say, word of mouth is still the best form uh, to, to get something out there. Uh, and if you could help me with that, uh, our numbers have um, really like doubled year over year uh, for this podcast and couldn't do it without you guys. I love coming in here and doing it. Have a great a couple of days. I will, I will take a couple of days off. I have a newborn daughter at home. Um, my mom has flown in from Buffalo, New York to help us, uh, so she's going to be with us here uh, for Christmas, so... I am going to take a couple of days off, but I'll be back early next week um, on Tuesday, I believe, to uh, get back in the studio and react to um, whatever's next. Hopefully no, co- no more COVID trip-ups uh, against Oklahoma City, Charlotte on Thursday, uh, and then the Clippers the day after Christmas uh, on the 26th there uh, on the road. So, All right, guys, have a great holiday season. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Football
0: is back, and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help.